Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show and he is back ladies and gentlemen the one the only the indestructible gordon monson is here sitting across from me looking good looking spry very very destructible apparently happy to see you my friend how are you doing i am doing a whole lot better let me say it that way a whole lot better and when you have, uh, you saw my condition on Wednesday uh, as we were doing the show. I uh, wasn't sure I was going to make it through that show. <laughs> Powered through and uh, then paid the price over the next uh, number of days. But uh, I guess that just happens sometimes. I have never had a virus like that before. Well, can I say that I'm really proud of you for for powering through the show on Wednesday because you did not look like you felt well, and it was a really important show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't have done the show if what started happening later that night uh, yeah. had been happening during the show. But uh, please, no, spare us the, the will, details. We we understand that it. I will. You look like you've been on a diet, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm considerably lighter. Thank you. But uh, for those out there who have various infirmities that you're struggling with, and I know there are people out there who battle serious stuff, uh, this was just a taste of that uh, and uh, just a stomach virus. But, man, I'll tell you, it was was aggressive. And I talked to the doctor, and he said, uh, this is going to be a seven-dayer, so get used Mm. to it. I'm in day six, so I'm a little ahead of the curve. But... uh, it uh, it was it was the word that comes to mind is it was humbling. There were some dark times. <laughs> there were some very <laughs> dark like times. And I again I say that knowing that there are people out there who who really face much more difficult things. Uh, but but that was not that was this has not been a happy period of time for me. But I am grateful grateful to be back in the saddle again. Uh, feeling much, much better. And I want to thank all the guys who – thank you, Jake, and thank you, Austin, for uh, for doing the show and whatnot. But PK and Hans and – was it DJ yep. yesterday? DJ yesterday. Uh, for taking the extra time. Those guys work hard and they take their job seriously. And so I was grateful that the show – uh, that they were in good hands with you, and the show was in good hands. And so, yes, I was <laughs> – grateful is a good word. I know November is is a month of gratitude, and uh, I'm a little 
early with my gratitude this time around. I guess we should be grateful every day. Yeah. And we have a great team here at the station, and, and we had some fun shows. We missed you, of course, Gordo, but we uh, we had some fun shows in the process. How'd the, uh, how'd the Not Sports Report do while I was gone? Was it uh, in absentia? Did it disappear? No, I, it... I usually brought something up, but uh, I don't know. Uh, that's a better question probably for uh, for uh, Austin in there. What did you think about the Not Sports, right? why Gordon was gone? Uh, we had less calls from administrators. I kept it cleaner. That's probably true. Cleaner? Come on. Now you're painting me in a bad way here. I, 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 okay, grant you. There are times of death and destruction and oppression involved in the not sports report. But not, not, uh, not scandalous, really. Mm. <laughs> Didn't you bring up... Dennis Quaid's new bride the other day, who's 20-something. I mean, that that falls into the scandalous category. Well, I was scandalous, but it's not like it's, uh, it's you know, cause any any calls coming in saying, hey, that should not be on the radio. Still scandalous. Okay. A bit scandalous. But uh, It's coming up at 4.50 today, making its triumphant she return. Was, she's 39 years younger than him. Well, I didn't bring that up to go back to. We oh. don't need to to readdress the. Okay. We don't need to readdress the matter. All right. Well, anyway, I'm glad the show is powered on, and I'm glad that our listeners are uh, enjoyed hearing the various guys. Really, I have no problem with guys filling in because I I think it's the staff is so talented that it's it's good, and maybe people listen all day long. I don't know, or maybe people. Uh, listen when they're on their way into work and on their way home from work or while they're working or whatever. But I think it's good to sort of get a little more of different personalities. It's uh, it's fun to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, we had uh, – and the, the guys filled in on, on really appropriate days because PK came in and there was a bit of a fan controversy and PK was fired up about it, showed a little passion. I thought it was a really good show. Uh, and then uh, Hans came in on Friday, which of course is a perfect fit for Hans because getting ready for the football weekend. Oh, yeah. And we were out at uh, Robin Sports in Bountiful, which uh, is right up Hans's alley with uh, you know football gear and uniforms and that sort of thing. So it uh, it worked out quite well. And then uh, we had DJ yesterday, and uh, it was on a jazz game day, so that was helpful. And he picked Chicago as band of the day. He slash. We picked for him Chicago of the as the band of the day. And so well, did he anyway, pick it or did he not? He did not. No, we, DJ does not care for Peter Cetera, and so Austin and I thought it would be funny to, you know. Why? And it what, was. What is, uh, does he have something personal? No, he's ju- it's just not his favorite. Oh, and I heard he stole his girl in college, but. It, didn't Peter Cetera join the band later on? He did. Yeah. But Austin and I did pick Peter Cetera. <laughs> yeah, not Chicago. We did pick. Just, just to bug him. Uh, so yeah, it, it worked out really well, and big thanks. Uh, just echoing yours, big thanks to those guys for for making it happen. Yeah, uh, Gordon, we have a lot to get to today. Our friend Christian uh, Christian Cox is going to be on at the top of the four o'clock hour. Bowler, did, didn't he have a cup of coffee with the New England Patriots? He did. He did. Although I don't think Christian drinks coffee, so that that you know statement never made sense for him. Uh, what then? Senka. <laughs> Senka. I don't think some Pero. What's that, what was that other stuff that was uh, not ha, didn't have caffeine? Wasn't it Pero? Wasn't it? No, it was something else. And they you, you just mixed it up with the hot water. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Come on, 
Uh, someone will have that. Nestle Quick. No, one of our listeners will have that inside of 10 seconds. Nescafe. What was that stuff called? Uh, start with a K, didn't it, or something? I don't know. Well, uh, I had a cup of Senka with the New England Patriots. <laughs> Doesn't quite have the same ring no. to it. No, no, yeah. but uh, good. We'll have uh, Christian and who else? And say? Bowler, top oh, of the Bowler, five o'clock good. hour. Yeah. So Bowler coming back from Phoenix, getting ready for a big one tomorrow night as the Jazz take on the Clippers. Now, as I'm watching that game last night, I'm thinking, okay, what time are these guys going to get home? I, I mean, home, home. What time are they going to be in bed sleeping? So Coach- three o'clock, maybe. Coach, After that? Coach Chiesa the other night, I was I was talking to him about this, actually. And he said when he was coaching the Jazz, they that every time that they would come back from L.A., he would be in his front door at 3.30 a.m. exactly. That's how it always happened. So, so Phoenix, would I would Phoenix think. about something similar. Right. So, yeah, probably about so 3.30. 3.30. And you can't just go straight to bed, right? I mean, maybe by then you've sort of processed everything and, and you can. But... I, I wonder well, that when you have practice at noon, <laughs> is that I what it was? You, today? I bet you go to bed. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I didn't think the Jazz would practice today, and they did. I was well, there. That's because Trey Lyles just couldn't abide that stuff, you know. I mean, I didn't get home last night until one thirty, and then uh, then I was just pleased to wake up that there was going to be practice at <laughs> noon today. Especially because get this, Gordon. Not to get sidetracked too much, but I'm driving home from uh, from the the uh, the station, mm-hmm. taking the freeway, and usually at that time in the morning after jazz games, that sort of thing, you know, it's smooth sailing, right? Well, I get to the the freeway narrows to one lane, and then all of a sudden, dead stop for 20 minutes. Why? I guess. Well, now this was another maddening thing. By the it, way, the drink is postum. Is it post them? Post them. Okay. Yeah, all right, go ahead. The other maddening thing is Excellent. I was right behind a big semi, so I couldn't see what was going on. And so that was extremely frustrating. Uh-huh. But there was some construction up ahead, and best I could tell, they had to, I don't know, move something. I don't know. They had to so shut what, everything what ta- down. But what time did you shut your eyes? Probably, uh, probably 10, 5 to 2. Okay. So around 2. Now, you're not you're not 20 anymore, you know. No. Oh no, I'm not. So I mean, people, do you, Austin? Do you have a hard time? I, I mean, do you get by on limited sleep? Have we met? <laughs> have you known me for the last year? I know this is radio. I'm asking it so that you can explain it. Oh well, no, I, I don't do well. <laughs> I'm not as nice as I probably would be otherwise. <laughs> Although uh, Austin got a little more sleep over the weekend this weekend, so that's good. Uh-huh. You might notice he looks a, at least a little bit more fresh today. Yeah, he does. Austin looks really good. Yeah. And let me tell you, I, I slept probably, I want to say, 34 hours out of the last 40. Hey, so. good. That's how you get better, man. Yeah, I, I don't guess. blame you. That's hey, how uh, you get better. Let, let, me, you, uh, let me have some of those germs, will you? Oh, yeah. it's, I'm all clean now, yeah. man. Dang From it. what it sounds like with Gordon, I know I'm kind of the would-you-rather guy, but I know, Austin, you're looking to get some sleep, but it doesn't sound like you would really want to go through what good, like that would not be worth it. 34 out of 40 hours might make it I know, but I think he gave up a lot before that. I'm true. There's a lot of- I went four nights, four or five nights without getting a wink. There was a lot of withdrawals before that deposit. Yeah, I think I think he had to sacrifice a lot. Before he got to that, uh, what'd you say it was, Gordon? 32, 36? Uh, I don't whatever it was. I mean, I'm telling you, and I don't want to sit here and complain because, as I said, a lot of people go through a lot of things. 
but my heart goes out to you because that's about as rugged as it as I've ever experienced. It was it was just like, oh man, push to the brink. Well, the, of course, there's a reason uh, that Gordon, you know, came flying into work today and had to come back today, and we'll talk about that reason at three thirty. Uh, but right now, Guns and Roses concert. Let's get into the split story of the day, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Conley drives, floats it left side to Donovan. Offense stands still. Bogdanovich comes to get it. Straight away three. Good. Boyan Bogdanovich. 26 for Boyan. That's his fourth three. He's had a three in each quarter. Rubio driving at Conley. Throws a bad pass behind his back. Turnover. Picked up by Gobert. Outlet to Ingles. He finds Donovan for the dunk and retired at 92. Big turnover there by Ricky Rubio. Here comes Booker. Driving. Backpedaling. Gobert. Bounce pass. Stolen by Mitchell. Outlet Bogdanovich. Going to the rim. Fouled and finishes. Boyan Bogdanovich in the open court. Inbound to Donovan in the backcourt. He's got Javon Carter guarding. Five seconds. Donovan driving hard to the basket. Scoops. He's fouled with .4 seconds to play. Two free throws to win it for Donovan Mitchell. He needs one. And the Jazz win it 96-95. Can you tell us if that's what you were trying to do on the last play there? You had just a few seconds and Donovan took it to the basket. I mean, that that's something we work on. And, you know, the ball is in his hands. We trust him to make a play and, you know, in space. And he did. He's been in those situations. He'll continue to be in them. And for him to be able to get to the foul line, whatever he can do to generate a bucket, he's capable of doing. He did it tonight. And so we trust him to do those things. And he showed why tonight. All right, it's the split story of the day brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night? You currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea. Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. Jazz uh, uh, squeaked one out last night in Phoenix. Gordon, 96-95 against the Suns. And uh, this this game set basketball back a little bit. Sure did. It was, uh, it was a little ugly. There was, uh, let's see... 50, what is it, 57 foul calls in the game? <laughs> 57 foul calls. Uh, the Jazz uh, continue their turnover issues as well, but somehow find a way to get a victory in Phoenix. Now, that's interesting because the Jazz, the old-time Jazz under Jerry, I mean, that team fouled a lot. It, it played good defense, but it fouled a lot. Led the and league. It was part almost every year yep. or it was in the, the top. Uh, but but Quinn doesn't like that man. He'd rather have the guys play good defense without the fouling, and uh, they generally do that. But uh, last night was a foul fest, and it was a defensive uh, struggle. I'll say it that way. And the Jazz's offense at times looked horrendous. And I I, I know how Quinn is about these things. He he has a very distinct idea in his mind about how he wants this thing to look and it did not look that way now david Locke and i and maybe you too jake and and others uh dennis we've asked his uh, opinion about this turnovers drive me crazy and i know Locke says statistically it doesn't really it's not as important as as i think it is but it 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 just if i were a coach that would drive me crazy to see lazy passes 
Although Wichita players last night brought it up, said, "Well, those guys were playing defense too, and they, and they were trying to." There were there were some lazy passes. Yes, I and, think that's uh, fair. There were times when Joe Ingles, bless his heart, I mean, he he looked like he was playing blindfolded sometimes as far as some of the mistakes he made. He's a terrific player. I, I get all that, but the Jazz have. I go back to the two words that Quinn used last year, over and over again play with force and focus. And I like those two words. I think those words apply in every sport. But when you have a game like last night, when things are not not necessarily going every which way that you want it to go, you've got to be forceful. And those passes at times were lazy, sloppy, nothing good. And so the Jazz have to get that part of it figured out. But you have to give them credit at the end because it looked like they were going to lose that game. Well, they made that run. Uh, they hit a couple of threes, and then Donovan did his thing. And and what they do in in that stretch uh, in that, at late, they they played defense on a couple of those. It, it, they took advantage of Phoenix making some mistakes, and they and those those defensive stops turned into to baskets, the dunk by uh, Donovan, and uh, and. So as I watched the game, that's what I was thinking about. Play tough defense. If your shot isn't dropping, at least make smart passes, forceful passes. Get the ball where it should be. Last year, there were times, Jake, when the Jazz would get those wide-open shots and then miss them. That is more tolerable to me than playing sloppy. Well, they turned the ball over quite a bit last they year did. at times, They too, did. So. Granted, they did. So, anyway, uh, Bogdanovich saved their bacon. Uh, you talked about uh, Don- Donovan uh, making some big baskets. Those two were the, the offense, and Rudy Gobert at the foul line. Well, so so here's a couple of things, Gordon, and, and we don't have nearly enough time in this segment to, to cover it all. I think there's a reason, and we can break this down later, that Bogdanovich is getting such good shots. Uh, but but two real quick major storylines that I that we've got to address, and let's start with Bogdanovich and his 29 points, and I want to throw in a, 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 an observation at you to see if you've seen the same thing. Okay. He's a tough guy. He is. He's a he's a tough guy. He plays tough. He plays physical. Uh, he tweaked his ankle there in the fourth quarter, but was absolutely not coming off that floor. And if you look at his games played in in his career, Gordon, he plays every game. I mean, you there you go through a couple of years there where it's you know seventy nine and eighty, but it's never. I mean, he this guy plays. Jay Crowder was was tough in a sense that he would stick stick up for his teammates and and did some some kind of tough guy things which uh, I think was needed on that jazz team but he he didn't play necessarily all that tough he was a little more of a finesse guy when it came to actually playing on the floor he didn't rebound all that well and his defense was good at times but I wouldn't describe his defense as tough Boyan plays tough and that wasn't his reputation coming in and that's something that maybe I should have picked up as a as an NBA observer but he he plays really tough we, we get caught up in the threes and he hit him last night there's no doubt about it but he brings a lot more to the table than I thought he was going to bring yeah. to the table and it's impressive yeah I agree with that a hundred percent Jake with how much he's handling the ball he's not just a catch and shoot guy he's not I mean he's not just a three-point shooter in fact the, the jazz at times the way they're utilizing him remind me of Gordon Hayward in his glory years I mean, he's moving all over the place, making all kinds of varied shots. 
And and the Jazz would have been dead without him last night. They absolutely played like an all-star yep. last night in every way. And I like your idea about his toughness. He plays with a ferocity, you know, and it's expressed on his face. He is very serious on the court, and and it, it it's important to him. Yeah, you can see it. And then I thought the negative, uh, real quick, and this absolutely jumps off the page. Of course, Mike Conley, O of seven. Uh, 0 for 3 from 3, only had 1 point, 1 assist, 1 steal. Now, he played much better against the Kings, but I we obviously have not seen uh, the real Mike Conley as of yet or, or the one we expected to see. Now, I'm going to say last night was a bit of a one-off because he could not stay on the floor. Yeah. He was in foul trouble all night, and mm-hmm. that I mean that just put him behind the eight ball. I mean, he, he got his fifth foul, Gordon, or no, excuse me, his fourth foul, 17 seconds into the third quarter. Yeah, I, I mean that's now he needs to play a little smarter defenses, you know, and, and play D with without fouling. But he he was unable to get into a rhythm last night, certainly. But here's the thing: he's just getting used to his new role. It's just different. That's what everyone's and saying. He's going to be fine. That's what everyone is saying. And do you disagree? I, I no, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it's. What was the move? Was it Space Jam when, when the players' talents got taken away yeah, from by them? by the, the Monstars, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it almost looks like that at times. Maybe Has anyone else made that analogy? But it, it looks a little bit like, at times, like, that's not the Mike Conley I know. That's not the Mike Conley I've been watching play for the past decade, you know? And so you're sitting there going... And the shot comes and goes with players, but he looks out of sorts. The two biggest moves, obviously, that the Jazz made during the offseason was Mike, Mike Conley and Bogdanovich. And Bogdanovich was paying off in a big way last night. The Jazz are essentially playing without Mike Conley at all. Right. Because that's not him. No. The guy who's on the floor right now is not Mike Conley. I don't know who he is. I don't know who stole his talent. But uh, I imagine that talent's going to come back. When it does come back, think about how good this offense is going to be. And I think it is a win, my opinion. Because unless you think that Father Time has suddenly caught up to Mike Conley, which you, you possibly could but make he you that— he 21 points last year. Right, right, right. You, I'm just saying, you could possibly make that argument, I guess. I mean, he's, he's in his 30s, and, and he's going to hit that at some point. But I, I don't believe that. I don't think he's played that way on the court. I think he's just finding his fit and thinking a lot out there. Yeah. It's not quite natural to him. And as a result, he's missing a couple of shots. I mean, that, that three where he was wide open in the fourth quarter, uh-huh. I mean, the touch was there. Everything was there. It was just a little bit a little bit off, you know? I mean, I have no doubt that well, it's— your be- shot probably would have been a little bit off. You're not making $35 million a year. Uh, but my point is, is that I—he's— He's going to come back to be who he is. He's I, just figuring out where he's at on this team. I, I believe that that – how else can you really think? I mean, you don't just you don't just play like this permanently from here on out when you're this kind of talented player. But it's interesting to me that the Jazz are 3-1 and one right now with Mike Conley playing like this. It's actually kind of a good sign if you think well, about it. They, uh, we've talked about the Jazz needing a point guard, and Mike has not been that point guard. And so what has happened – Guess who's getting double and triple teamed again? Donovan Mitchell, but it hasn't seemed to hamper him much. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the very thing that was in place to prevent him from having to face. Because last night, did you notice that every time he made a move, there was another guy cheating over. And then there was another guy behind those two. 
And there's probably a reason that Bogdanovich had 29 points. Well, there's part of it. Yeah. yeah, and so somebody has to punish teams. Uh, Joe did not play particularly well last night. I guess this is the upside. The Jazz have not even touched their potential. I agree. I disagree with Joe didn't play well last night. He didn't shoot, and he didn't shoot well last night. But I hold that that against him. All right, fair enough. How many turnovers did he have? uh, Three. In front of me. You saw those lazy passes. Yeah, but um, on a night where they have 23, three going to Ingles, who was more or less your but, primary but, but ball I, handler. I understand that. But, but he had nine boards and five I, yeah, assists. I get that. But when I think of Joe Ingles, I'm thinking of a guy that I'm going to hold to a high standard. All right. Because he's that good. Fair enough. All right. Uh, we want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail, oil changes, and glass repair while uh, you're away. Diamond Airport with the best rewards program in Utah. Only airport valet uh, service in Utah. Park ride and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Diamond Airport Parking. Uh, should uh, college athletes be able to profit off their likeness? A step was made today. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. You got your wish, Jake. We're going to talk about it. I didn't say it. Coming up next. You said it all right there. Right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. I'm more sure that Oregon's going to beat SC than I am Utah's going to beat Washington. One of the things I don't want to hear anymore is this November choke stuff. You could lose, but it's not a choke. If you lose these other games later in the month, that's another story, but not this game. I have no fear of, oh, it's Kyle Whittingham's team, it's straight, it's to go in November and get beat. That's a thing of the past. For this Saturday, if you lose, you probably will have gotten beat. It won't be because you choked. Anybody who's got the fear of choking shouldn't have that fear anymore. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a total request Tuesday brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets. Get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Today, in honor of our good friend Gordon, songs uh, of bounce back or resilience as Gordon is back from uh, the plague that he suffered. <laughs> I'd like to thank whoever gave it to me. But uh, I'll tell you, I was, I was like quarantined. In the house, I didn't want to give this to anyone. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. That's nice of you to say about me. But is that true? Uh, let me think. There's about that. not one person you <laughs> you would. <laughs> Should we make a list of people? That... No, I, I understand it's it's severe, but you know, I mean, it was also non-fatal. Sure. So, yes, yes. So I would, uh, you know, you could wish that on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, it is good to be bouncing back here. All right, Gordon. The NCAA took a first step today in uh, allowing athletes to earn cash for their likeness. Because they have to. 
the uh, the nation's largest governing body for college sports and its members must now figure out how to allow athletes to profit while still maintaining the rules regarding amateurism. I'm reading right from the AP write-up here. The NCAA Board of Governors meeting at Emory University in Atlanta directed each of the NCAA's three divisions to create the necessary ru- uh, new rules immediately and have them in place no later than January two, uh, 2021. So basically what this means, Gordon, is the Board of Governors unanimously said... I hate amateurism. Yeah. Pay those college athletes. This, is that what they said? No, no, but that was well-timed. Yeah, that's, that was pretty well-timed there, there Austin. <laughs> Uh, this He's is, good at his job. He is. This, <laughs> this is basically the first step as the ball rolls further down uh, hill. Now they're they're basically asking everybody to say, okay, if we're going to do this, how are we going to do this? Come up with a plan by this date, and we'll see if we can proceed from there. And is it easy? No, it's complicated. Yeah, because they have to preserve the ama- they have to preserve amateurism. Did you see that senator from one of the states, North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, supposedly suggesting that that uh, student athletes be taxed for their stipends now. But here's where the rubber meets the road, now, isn't it? Because if they're not amateurs and they're professionals, then they should be taxed on their income. Not necessarily. And you know what a scholarship there, there, there is? Are, Income for a professional. He's got a point. On. Aren't there aren't there other exemptions or exceptions made for various things where the law is a little different under certain circumstances? Well, you would know now, wouldn't you? <laughs> Where's your tax guy at? I'm telling you right now that you don't mess with the IRS. I'll say that. But uh, I I think that's just a punitive act on his part. Come on. What are you doing? Why is that a punitive act? Because it's unnecessary. Why is it unnecessary? Because they're not truly professional athletes. They're not being paid directly for their services on the field or on the court. We... Actually, that wouldn't be comrade. But anyway, we we tax citizens on income in this country. That's a thing that we do. God bless America. Yeah, God bless America. Yes, one hundred percent. I don't I don't mind paying taxes if it provides us with the the society that we currently enjoy. So That's- so essentially, what he is suggesting is that if you do take advantage of your likeness, image, your name, then your stipend, your scholarship will be taxed. But if you don't, then it won't? Right, because amateurism is the loophole in what we're talking about here. This is such that they can, this is Because such they're BS. amateurs, they can oh, give them on. scholarships. It's how it works. It's how it's <laughs> colleges, worked forever. Colleges have been taking advantage of these athletes since the 20s. And athletes have been taking advantage of these universities since the <laughs> they, 20s, too. What is your point? They haven't been. They Come have, on. too. How many, fo- how many people are better off in life because they got a college degree on, a, on an athletic scholarship? Millions. But see, but see what you're doing. Millions. When you, when you do that, you're t- you're saying something that is true, but it doesn't go far enough. And so now you allow a student to write, uh, you know, uh, sell a jersey or sign an autograph for some money or something, then tax that money, but don't tax the scholarship. So why now can you be picky and choosy? That's a professional the, making money off of this and should be taxed on their income. I, yes, one hundred percent. That's a bluff. How is that There's a bluff? No way. You want to make another? That's America. Let, let, let's make another freaking 
uh, incriminating audio bet. No, they, I'm not going to bet on these athletes, lunatics. The balls. No, the, no the cat is now no out of the bag. No athletes are ever going to be taxed for their scholarship. I, it's day number one, and nothing has even happened. And there's already legislation it's, in it's North a, Carolina. It's a bluff. That's a bunch of bull. I that, agree with that, that sir. That, that, I think they should not, be. If no, they're professionals, they okay, should be taxed so on their got, income. So Austin, do kid. you pay income taxes? Uh, no, no, what? This isn't about me. Gordon, I know you pay income taxes. We all pay income taxes. If I had my way, call me Bernie Sanders here, but I would waive all student debt in the country. and uh, We'd probably all have to raise taxes to cover that. Yeah. But that's I think student a student status is different. How about this? We we tax college scholarships, you take that money directly apply it to paying off uh, everybody's student loans. <laughs> what does everybody out there have to do with this though? Hmm. Nothing really. I'm just thinking of a way to pay for it, you know? <laughs> As somebody with plenty of student loan in their household, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> That's what I Let's figured. figure out a way to get that done. Is that done. what it all comes down to? Is how will it benefit me? Yeah, you vote with your wallet. I know you do. There might have been an occasion or two, <laughs> but not often necessarily. Only, primarily, only every four years, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> that all? Not true. I want the best interests of the country. But anywho. <laughs> the news part of this we today. We don't know. We don't know how this is going to shake out. The, the, we, we really don't. The news part of this today is the NCAA appears to be on board, at least the board of board of governors, if a plan to preserve amateurism can be created. Uh, how about this? Let me repeat this because I mentioned it earlier. But how about you leave the scholarship alone, and if somebody makes extra money off their name, their likeness, their image, tax that money. That's good enough. You don't According have to tax. To you. you don't have to tax their scholarship too. Give me a break. So That's we're stupid. Gonna, we're going to start creating tax policy in this country well, there's because all kinds of exemptions. Gordon thinks no. it's stupid. No, there's all kinds. <laughs> hey everyone, Gordon Monson thinks this is stupid. So. Vote for me in 2020. <laughs> hey man, there are other lunatics out there that have been elected to office. Uh, that is may have happened a time or two. I, I, I go ahead and tax what they make off their image and their name and their likeness, but don't tax the scholarship. You could you could make a waiver for that. Right? Because Gordon says so. Oh man, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on out there. I that, personally think if they are pros, they should be taxed. They're not really so pros. So I disagree. No, because they if, are pros. If they were pros, then they would have to pay them the salary that they're really worth. And in some cases, it's a whole lot more than scholarship money. Uh-huh. And now we're talking about where is this really going? If that, well, if that's the, the truth, way— The if truth is— it's, If that's the way it really was, then then go ahead. Go ahead and tax the money, but then pay pay uh, whichever player we're talking about here what he's really worth to the university. Remember when somebody did that study on Johnny Manziel? Oh, one in a zillion. Well, he was worth $20 million to the university, maybe more. You see, I but I, now you're going to say hell tax their scholarship? No, they're not true professionals. How about you allow the the ones that want to do it the old-fashioned way to hold on to their scholarship under the old rules, and if somebody want to wants to elect to be a pro, 
then guess what? You're paying taxes. And, okay, and then, you okay, then wanna... allow them then if they elect to be a pro to pay them what they're really what the what the money they're generating for the university and get... or for some TV network or some other as determined by whom? Uh, and by the way, ti- you, you... there's a little thing called Title IX, which will never ever allow that to happen. So what we're talking about is where this is ending is ultimately unless they figure something out that's brilliant, tax the, the destruction money. of college tax, sports, tax, which I've told you. No. Forever. Tax. That's an overreaction. Tax. It's the not. Mo- yes, it is. Because of the stuff you just it's talked about. It's not going to destroy Universities can't pay whatever the determined value is for players. Okay. They can't do so it. So then don't tax them for their scholarship. Tax them for the extra money they get. That that seems so so doable to me. The, the bigger problem is making it as level as you can so that, the, that it won't be a huge recruiting advantage. I, I get that well, problem. That, that is never I, going I, I, to happen. I, well, it's not that way now. But uh, okay. Oh, come on. Utah Valley comes to me and says, we want to give you a scholarship. And meanwhile, North Carolina comes to me and they want to give me a scholarship. Well, okay. Well, uh, Or Arizona? I mean, it's all uneven anyway. Okay, what's and I'm just going to use BYU as an example, just because. All right, who is the the circle of trust or whatever down there that compensates coaches? Oh, the the committee of uh, boosters, the, the president's circle, yeah. whatever is that? What it is? Get ready for those guys, the to, Illuminati, to have an absolute iron fist hold over the athletic department because they are going to be buying recruits left and right, and then. You you let them into the door. You suggest that as though those boosters don't already have an ironclad grip. But at least it's under the table, so there's that. Oh, so it's okay if it's, if it's dirty. So there's that. How would you like to be convicted for fraud thing that keeps everybody in line? <laughs> Jake, pay them for the extra money that's generated that they take advantage of. Don't. I mean, tax them for that, and then don't tax them for their scholarship. Isn't that easy enough? No, it's not. It is easy. It, it absolutely is not it that is. easy. Not not at all. And this is going to affect a relatively small. No, number it's of going to affect a lot more than you think at like, every like single level. Oh, I bet it's I bet it's high because it's going to be used in recruiting. I'm telling so you, everybody gets some. And, and this is the misconception I heard Hans and Scotty talking about this today. And they, you know, it's one thing to for the you know Tyler Huntley to endorse a car dealership because he's the starting quarterback. But what this is going to be used for is four star recruit. Here's a half a million dollars. If anybody asks you where you got it, you sponsor <laughs> X Tech Company. Oh, that's where how it many, is. How many? That's what's going to happen. How many guys are going to write a check for half a million? Dollars? If it gets, if it gets a recruit, a, especially if the player is unproven to begin with, if it, because companies make a lot of money usually because they make wise business decisions. You don't think somebody writing, down at BYU would have paid a half a million dollars for Jabari Parker? I don't. Know, did he want to go to Harry Potter? World? A player, a player uh, that you believe will get you to a Final Four. Yeah. How much would they have paid? How much would someone have down there have paid Frank Jackson? Hey, pass on Duke. Come to BYU and take us home. Well, take us to a title. If you, but, but if you think it's a, it's that kind of talent. Yeah, they're going to line up to do all of that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm not sure. Cam Newton that. took half, right around. Wasn't Cam Newton accused of taking so, like so half we're a million? Already dollars? getting it. 
I'm just saying. So it's going to happen more and more and more because now but, you can. But, but as long as nobody knew about it, then college sports is splendid. Right. But the second anybody knows about it, then it's all going to go, go to hell. That's a moral compromise I made years ago because I love college sports and want to see it exist well into the future. I hate amateurism. <laughs> Pay those college athletes. I hate you, that drop. You are one conflicted individual. Man, flip-flopping. His original take, Gordon. I hate amateurism. Pay those college Stay athletes. And now this stuff. More Big mm-hmm. Show mm-hmm. coming up right around the corner. Join Tony and Austin Payback on Wednesday sweet, sweet thing, yeah. at Ken Garf West. West Valley from 10 to noon, 4175 West, 3500 South. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Last night, that's why you got Boyan Bogdanovich. He made the critical plays at key moments. You wanted something different in terms of a strength that you have as a team. He brought that strength, and I thought it made the difference between winning and losing. Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay deserve as much credit for that win as anybody. And I know it's game four, but this particular wrinkle in the game was as big a reason why they're 3-1. and one. Chris Paul, who I don't agree with or stand for anything he usually believes in or stands for. Yeah. And he said last week, Bogdanovich, is going to end up being the most underrated signing of the entire NBA. And so far, he may be right. He might be the most underrated signing so far, and it's been four games, but he's won two of them for the Utah Jazz, in my opinion. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, join Hanson Scotty November 1st from noon to 3 as Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio. He'll discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Wasatch Medical. We'll talk to Christian Cox at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. You know, Jake Austin brings up a great point during the break that how come when he went to college he could get a scholarship uh, and he was not taxed for the scholarship, but if he got a job on the side, then he would be taxed for that. So, again, that gets back to why can't guys get not be taxed for their scholarship, but be taxed on the extra income they make on the side? Because athletic scholarships and academic scholarships are different? <laughs> well, they don't have to be. And by the way, check out what's going on in universities these days. Uh, universities are profiting a ton from uh, entrepreneur programs, from uh, research, from technology developed, and the students, you know, go into that with their eyes open because they're getting, I don't know, compensated with an education. Oh, Jay, come on. So what about Your that, What about that? Here. But, okay, but that's after the fact. That's like a, a, a college athlete that goes on to the NFL and makes a bunch of money. So what's the what are you talking about? If I do a bunch of research at a university and the university uses that research to make money, how's that after the fact? Well, the university, well yeah, but the university's making a bunch of money off you as a student athlete. Exactly. It's the same. They're making money off everybody, Gordon. Okay, but so no, don't no boo-hoo one's... me if you're an athlete. Don't cry <laughs> that you're so tortured. Yeah. And that, by the but way, is what on. bothers me the most. This whole we get the world that it's not enough. That bugs the <laughs> we, we get the world. The, the world. <laughs> Have you been to the football facility? 
<laughs> they worked their tails off. I been? hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. Have you athletes. been to the basketball facility? They are living the dream. They're living the, the dream. Sure, that might be your dream, but they're, you're not the one out there busting your hump every day, making two bucks and a buck a, a fifty an hour for what you're doing. How about how about a guy like Drew Lisk who's never going to the NFL? Well, I don't know. Maybe Drew gets a lot better, but <laughs> Drew, you're my example for you. That dude is up there living the dream, Gordon. Former walk-on, earns that scholarship, earned the right to hang out at that football facility and to have the tutors and the free education and uh, the the uh, whatever they're calling the extra payment they get these days. I mean, come on. <laughs> I think it's easy. What about what about tax these the thousands money, of that the money guy money on the side, but not the not the scholarship? I mean, how about just let's leave it as is and punish the frauds and cheaters and like I, we should have been doing all along? Then I maybe almost, we'd clean I mean, it up. I love college sports too, but it's all a farce. We know it. There's so much cheating going on. There's so many scandals that nobody knows. Payments that nobody knows about, and everybody like you. Uh, thinks, oh, I love this. I'm just going to close a blind eye to what's really going on, you know, and I'm going to love college sports. I would laugh out loud. I mean, in a way it would be sad, but I would laugh out loud at the demise of college sports from that standpoint. And then, you know what would happen? Then the NFL would have to trash that whole three-year rule they have, and they'd start drafting high school students coming out of high school. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. Now, that would be funny because now these guys are saying, hey, look at this kid. You know what would make a lot of money off of that probably is these rating services, these recruiting services. that uh, Because all those five-star athletes that Alabama's getting right now would be drafted by the NFL. Yeah, and probably represented by every two-bit hood that could get their latches on them. (laughs) Because you're open up the door to that too. If you think about that, the then, floodgate then, okay, of sleazy okay, wannabe agents then, that let, are going to get these kids at like 13. <laughs> let those guys, yeah, but that's what the parents are for and the guardians and whatnot. Let, oh, let, don't do let it. Them, come on. Let them go ahead come on, and, and don't be, do that. Let them go ahead and be drafted. And then if you want to continue college sports, then have it be with the Drew Lisks of the world, the guys, the, the gutty, plucky students out there who really want to go to school and, and play sports. You know? I could have made it. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. Your kids might be able to, you know, play football. In, uh, it would look like I'd, that scene in Flubber when I'd the scientists honestly, are playing basketball. I, you know what? I'd honestly rather see that because the level of play does not matter in college uh, it does matter to the individual schools because Alabama makes what? How many? Uh, how many million yeah, but, a year? And if they weren't, if they were zero and eleven instead of eleven and zero or ten and one, they wouldn't be making the money they're yeah, making. Yeah, but they're they're in all those whatever star athletes they'd lose, they'd pluck four stars from Tennessee. I mean, it it just go down the line because um, it just go down the pecking order. Well, maybe and some everything of those would, four stars would be drafted too. You get my point. <laughs> well, what about the three stars? Maybe some of them would go, too, but just, you understand. Just, I like your admission earlier that it's all corrupt anyway, or most of it is, much of it is, at least the big-time sports, college basketball So and let's football. put those people in jail. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't and, happen. And let's try this to have been, a functioning is, system that can benefit people. This has been going on for 100 years, and how many people have ended up in jail? Well, we've been doing it wrong. <laughs> And Jill has the space for all these people. <laughs> all right. 
Christian Cox joins maybe us could, next. Maybe could build special jails. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes.